0: Hello everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the NFNL podcast. I'm your host Nicholas Sacco and it's fair to say it's been an action-packed week of football across all of our competitions and we'll get through all of those as best we can. We've got um, a weather-affected senior men's round to wrap up and we'll talk about what that means in terms of finals. We've got some big games coming up for our women's grand finals as well this Sunday and we'll chat to players from each of the six teams to get their thoughts about what lies ahead for them at the end of the week of course netball finals into full swing as well we're uh, into the prelim final stages of our section 4 to 13s with our other semi-finals set to take place um, between sections 1 and 3 this Friday night and then our junior grand finals took place as well on Sunday across uh, I think eight venues so congratulations to all the winners of our junior premierships it's so great to see all the celebrations and all the medals and trophies going out um, as well considering we've had so long off and of course our junior best and fairest night coming up on Wednesday night that'll be live streamed on Facebook so be sure to get in uh, tune in and, and get involved as well so just so much happening across the league and to help me get through it all as best we can. We've got Josh Ward as we always do. Josh, thanks for coming on. Uh, no problem at all, Nick. And
1: I don't know what to say about this weekend. Crazy, action packed, everything in between. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to discuss it all. And finals fever is well and truly here. Definitely in me as well. We've got the senior men's finals finally coming up. We've got. You know women's their final grand final weeks this weekend as you said and you know we've got junior finals that have just
0: finished it's it's really action-packed and can't wait to discuss it all absolutely and it's just great to get to this stage as we've been Mm -hmm. saying and we haven't had it for the last few years so just sort of getting back into the swing of things and 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 you know remembering I guess what to do and and I guess how to celebrate maybe from some points of view but Uh, No, it's great that we can get to this part and down to the home stretch, I guess you could say. The next month will be very hectic here at League Headquarters, but we're very excited to hopefully bring you some great finals action. So we'll get to our senior men's coverage as we always do to kick things off on this podcast. And, uh, you know, I know it's winter, Josh, but I don't think we (laughs) have ever experienced on a match day quite torrential rain and storms. As we did on Saturday. No, we didn't. It was
1: remarkable when we mm. were out at Watmore Park as well. And we'll touch on that match a little later on. Just, it had everything. It had hail. It had lightning, thunder. We were ducking for covers underneath the marquee out there. It was sunny there. at
0: the start of the match and then it just <laughs> <laughs> turned <laughs> That's quickly. just Melbourne
1: for you though. Mm. It just, it's remark. It was a remarkable day weather-wise. Mm. And
0: yeah, it, it did have a, a big effect on some matches. It did. We had... total five uh matches that couldn't go ahead because of the adverse weather and that was across our three senior divisions and obviously it becomes a very complicated scenario but they were able to come to a decision last night and uh i guess long story short division one all the games void from the round uh basically because uh, i guess with the bylaw of more than or two or more games uh affected by the weather and they couldn't continue then um, I guess it means that they they avoid the round. So um, what it means is that Division 1 is as it was before Saturday. And what it also means, Josh, is that three teams can still finish in fifth spot. We've got Greensboro, of course, sitting in the top five at the moment. But North Heidelberg and McLeod, hot on their tail still. Two points behind them are both teams. McLeod and Greensboro up against each other this weekend. North Heidelberg face Bandura. And it could go right down to the wire to see which team can sneak into the top five and more than likely play West Preston Lakeside in an elimination final.
1: It's like, you know, last weekend in MC Labor Division 2, we still had three teams in that finals race and it's just, it's absolutely remarkable that we still do in in, in the top division and I'm not really surprised given, you know, Melbourne Greyhounds Division 1 has always been tight all mm. year long and... Yeah, it's unbelievable how that final spot has also come down to the final round. A tip for me, though, I'd be backing North Heidelberg, you know. Okay. They face Bund- they face Bundura, who are seriously tough side, but I wonder as well if the Bulls rest players, because they, whilst they have a bit to play for, they don't have as much to play for as North Heidelberg, and... I've just got a feeling McLeod Campbell of a bit of an upset against Greensboro. I do the Bulldogs, if, and obviously themselves, a favour. But I just think, you know, I've got a feeling, because North Alderberg have been in great form these final couple of weeks, I'd be backing them possibly to get into fifth. But I wouldn't be surprised if any of the sides finish in fifth.
0: To be honest, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I reckon Bandura are playing too good right now to probably want to drop anything. Of course, it doesn't matter for them, but it hasn't mattered for them in the last few weeks anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've been still able to produce some fantastic wins. We saw them defeat Greensboro at home, of course. They went over to Montbrancy Park and defeated the Magpies the following week. Um, A comprehensive victory over Norcott Park, which I guess we probably did expect. But nonetheless, um, they've been in scintillating form. They've got just about a full team in as well. Um, And I think, you know, they, they could definitely do some damage come September. I don't reckon they want to try and halt any of that momentum. So I reckon they'll still play this match as if mm. they're playing it to to make a final spot or even a top spot. So um, it will be intriguing. North Heidelberg definitely have been in, in some decent form themselves, as you said, Josh. And they've got, you know, a lot of players. Bringing back Jesse Tardio from injury has been huge. Jai baddeley Jai Cally. Cally as well um, from VFL duties has also been a big help. So... Um, they could potentially sneak in. I think they've got to more rely on Greensbar now, losing to McLeod. Well, now, that is a big game because um, the Roos have kept themselves in the hunt. Of course, they beat West Preston Lakeside by a point a fortnight ago, and this is what's put them in the position they are. So uh, that's going to make things very interesting come down to the why. Greensboro still continue to fluctuate with their form. They've been up and down yeah. all season. They have good patches. They have poor patches, but... I think they're in the box seat to secure top five.
1: They are, but, yeah, that mcleod Greensboro game game. is like, you know, it could be like the St. Mary's-Thomastown game where you know we did last weekend where, you know, if the winner, whoever wins, they'll lock in finals. If, you know, Greensboro lose and North Heidelberg do win, yeah, a spanner is thrown into the work. So it's a big clash, but they do have a bit of a head start. I think... They'll be thankful that, you know, it won't come down to percentage due to that draw mm. against against the Roosters earlier in the year. So yeah, it's a big weekend, final weekend in Melbourne Greyhounds Division 1, that's for sure. It
0: just makes you think if that game had have gone West Preston Lakeside's way, who who knows <laughs> uh, what the situation would be coming into it. But that's Melbourne Greyhounds Division 1 and some big fixtures to touch on later on in the podcast as well. Um, we mentioned one of them, of course, here in Greensboro and McLeod, but I guess everyone has something to play for in the end, even if we go right down to the last game of the season. But I think what stole the headlines from the weekend, apart from the adverse weather, had to be what took place in MC Labor Division two on Saturday. And well, it was we were there, it was the match of the day, it was billed as the match of the day for I reckon the last month. Uh, at Watmore Park between St. Mary's and Thomastown. It was a pretty simple equation for both sides. If St. Mary's had have won, they would have played their first ever final series in Division 2. If Thomastown had have won and Watsonia had have lost to Banyul, then the Bears from 14 points down from the top five just six weeks ago would have made their way into the top five. And Josh, that is exactly what happened. Despite an early start from Watsonia, they went down to Banyul, and Thomastown and St. Mary's, a very close game, as we expected one point at half time, But the Bears were just able to put the foot down in the second half, an incredible eight goal to four second half. It got them over the line. It gets them into finals. And I think we have to um, eat some humble pie, both you and me, because I don't think anybody, <laughs> especially us two, didn't expect Thomastown to be not only in, in the finals, but even in the conversation to make finals, maybe even a month ago, um, it's been a, re- a nominal turnaround from them, from them. and full credit to everyone involved at that club because that's a great achievement. It's a great achievement, and
1: yeah, I think <laughs> we've had a, we've had a couple of bad calls this year, but we'll definitely have to eat humble pie on that one. I, I yeah, I'd completely written them off, especially when Mario Bandera had left, you know, round eleven, around eleven, and the following weekend they you know got down to. To Eltham, but somehow they pulled. They pulled through. Did Thomas Town, and you know, whilst the start of the year we expected them to be Premiership favourites, this is still such a great story, and there was just so many highlights. You know, we had the break, a, a bit of a break in between the third quarter, which wasn't a bit of a highlight, but was still something else with all the rain and the thunder and the lightning. We had. You know, a spectacular third quarter from Thomas Town. That I said it was that premiership quarter, it was who would define who would win the match and Thomas Town really stood stood up. And then the match sealer mm. by Anthony Capici, where we just absolutely lost it. That's a contender for goal of the year. That oh, was bit, yeah. oh it's he's already got a contender for goal of the year <laughs> a couple of weeks ago against Penn Hill and then he just won ups it with mm just one of the most remarkable goals which I'll block it here you can check it out on the Northern NFL social media pages it's just absolutely remarkable and it's the be- possibly the best way to seal the game and the Thomastown folk down at What Park it was it felt like a Thomastown home game just because mm. so, that was loud and there were plenty of fans out there it, they were really up and about when that final siren rang and when they got on that run in that third quarter it was just remarkable and really caps off a remarkable run to end their season. And now they've got
0: a date with Diamond Creek this weekend. And while Capici brought the entertainment value, I think there's a few other players in that team that also really stood up. Michael Tank, kicking three goals, Mm -hmm. um, two of them in the second half as well, was really pivotal in that forward line. Lawrence LaPiccolo in the middle. Uh, Jared Coulson had a quiet first half, but slowly started to get himself into the game in the second half. That was a huge factor as well. Josh Bear was always around. Uh, Daniel Chadwick before he got injured was critical as well uh, at times as well so it was definitely a a collective effort that was able to get them over the line and you know they went on that run in the third quarter like you said but then when Lightning halted play we thought oh maybe this was the momentum killer because Mm. we came back onto the field Nicholas Dean converts his set shot because that was where the ball was last goes back to under three goals and you think oh maybe St. Mary's are going to start their run now but Thomas Town they just didn't let anything get in their way did they they've They now won four of their last five games, so in good stead coming up against Diamond Creek side that have been great all year, but I think now it's about, you know, it's there, you're there, it's a great achievement, but you've got to do something here. You don't just want to be making up the numbers, so we'll get to that preview a little bit later on. Of course, some of the other results, Alton too strong for Epping in the end, a comprehensive victory as you'd expect. They finished the season their best record, I believe, in quite some time, and I'm talking like early days. Um, for them to finish 17-1 and one for the year. And for their only loss to be by one point, um, I think... Sorry, actually, no. I might be mistaken there. They have only lost once for the year. But nonetheless, what an incredible season it's been for Altham um, for them to be minor premiers. Thoroughly deserve to be premiership favourites as well. Um, we mentioned Banu. They beat Watsonia, um, of course. Mm. So uh, they'll finish the season in second. Lower Plenty... Uh, and Panton Hill and then Diamond Creek and Fitzroy Stars. Now, both those games didn't continue into the second half, uh, but as the results were at the time, both Lower Plenty and Diamond Creek will receive the four points, which means no changes will be made uh, to the latter in the sense that Lower Plenty still finished top three, get the double chance, so it's a battle of the Bears. Um, for the qualifying final and then yeah, as we said Diamond Creek they finish in fourth spot their first finals appearance in five years and they just re-signed Andrew Tranquilli as well last week so um, you know some good signs all around for the top five sides um, in the competition
1: It definitely is and it's very positive as well for Diamond Creek that they've you know gotten Andrew Tranquilli to, to recommit he's done a terrific job these last couple of years for the, uh, for the Creekers and yeah he's going to be a key figure in the future if Diamond Creek and this year as well if you know there's a challenge for a premiership and yeah Lower Plenty and Banyol very excited for another Battle of the Bears that will be a very interesting one out
0: at Epping Recreation it's anything like the last the, the game that we saw for the match of the day <laughs> between Lower and Bagnuil. Uh could be very exciting it could be very exciting yeah, it, it, I reckon it will be very
1: exciting hopefully high scoring as well but yeah and, and Eltham just on Eltham as well they they've done terrifically when started the season as well with the losses that they had we didn't you know we didn't think they'd do this well but just their youth their depth it's just really been on show and thoroughly deserve the week off thoroughly deserve you know to be those premiership favorites it's you know unfortunate Rob Hyde's not going to be there next season to you know potentially guide them in in division one in their first year in division one in what it would be, five five or six years, I believe. But yeah, it's just such a terrific season. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting final series in Division 2.
0: Absolutely. And we'll get to all those previews, as we say, at the back end of the show. And Hoderbergh Golf Club Division 3 wrapped up as well across the weekend. Again, really, all the games were sort of decided in the sense that no one could really move positions. Um, It was Kilmore that were comfortable leaders over Reservoir before that game. Got cut short at J.J. Clancy Reserve, but the margin at the time was 108 points. So the Blues getting the win there. Uh, Lorim and Laylaw, the power, getting the job done as well. South Morang was interesting at times. It was Murner that had the lead for most of the first half, but the Lions just able to run away in the end, secure that minor premiership for them and put them in really good stead. 11 wins in a row now for South Morang. Um, so, they are going to be hard to beat, and there will be a big semi final against Lorimer at the Whittlesey Showgrounds, the third game they've played, I believe, in five weeks. That's so remarkable. They're um, well acquainted to each other, so it'll be interesting to see who can come out on top, and we'll talk about that in the preview as well. But I guess the result that caught a lot of attention from Division 3 would have had to be the Heidelberg West win over Old mm. Alton Collegians. Now, I think the Turtles are very shaky now coming into finals. They had a fantastic first half of the season. They haven't been able to get some consistency going in the second half. Holderberg West have now beaten the Turtles twice this year and the other time and in the third time they played each other, which was at the start of the season, they only lost, I believe, by under a goal, maybe it even beat a point. So they've definitely been a good match for the Turtles. They got the job done away from home again, Holderberg West. So they finished their season on a high. Um and I think they could could potentially improve again next year to the point that they'll pl- they'll finally make that historic uh, finals appearance. So first on Heidelberg, West Josh? I think um, a great achievement for them. That I think it's a off the top of my head. Maybe they didn't get to fifty fifty in terms of wins and losses, but nonetheless, uh, very impressive. It early. is terrific. Yeah, just you know, they were like
1: in a bit of a similar position to to what Reservoir and Layla are in now, down in the dumps uh, five or. Six, five to ten years ago, and yeah, just their rise has been really great. And yeah, it's it's a positive way to end this season, you know, mm. getting the victory over over Old Eltham Collegians, a final side as well. And you know, I, I think there is def- definitely plenty of positive signs. Alex Highwood, he's had a couple of good games against Old Eltham Collegians the last two meetings, it kicks five goals here, but and Nick Milne, he's he hits the finals into form with three goals but mm. yeah it's a positive for Heidelberg West it's a really good victory for them and yeah whilst they'd be disappointed they missed out on finals it, yeah it ends their season on a high just onto our Old Eltham Collegians now whilst they will be shaky they'll you know still be confident this Sunday they can you know defeat Kilmore because they defeated them the last time for the first time mm. um only a couple of weeks ago out out of JJ Clancy taking the trip up to Sea. I wonder how much they'll enjoy that too. But yeah, their confidence will be a little shaken, but yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine. They've got plenty of talent. M- Matthew Keys missing out for the rest of the season is a little bit of a loss, but they've still got plenty of talent. And I I don't think you know, they'd be too dismayed that they ended their season with a loss just because... Yeah, maybe it's the loss that they that they need, and yeah, it's mm. been a terrific season from them as well. So it has. And it's great to see them playing finals.
0: Absolutely. So it will be great, to, and, and a lot of eyes on how it's going to go um, at the Whelsey Showgrounds. There's some two big finals, as they always are big finals. But I think particularly, mm. it's going to be a big wash to see how they go at it. Of course, we'll head towards the women's competition and preliminary final action took place at Preston City Oval uh, on Sunday and we had three very intriguing results so Hurstbridge getting over the line against West Preston Lakeside it takes the Bridges to their first women's grand final and I think it deserved a matchup against Mernda in the in the decider as well they've been the two best teams all year um, and I, I think they, they definitely deserve to have that opportunity again the only team to have beaten Mernda since um, coming back from grading as well so uh, definitely a huge opportunity for Hurstbridge Mernda have been the best side all year as we said only lost the one game uh, where do you see this one going if you had to make an early prediction Josh? oh, it's going to be a very very tight contest I the three
1: meetings so far between uh, three, I think they've maybe even faced three or four times this season mm. it's, they've all been pretty close and uh, I'm expecting no different here. Two games decided by one point in in the regular season. I reckon it could go right down to the wire. and It's very exciting because we're going to be out there to watch that match as well, and I'm very excited to see the two top sides in Division 3 uh, battle it out for Premiership glory.
0: Absolutely. So so much to look forward to there. Same can be said in Division 2, SG Print and Paper Division 2, and it was St. Mary's. They had that disappointing loss a couple of weeks ago to Altham mm-hmm. in the semi final. They've bounced back well against a very strong Banyul outfit. It was only two goals to margin in the end, and it booked the borough into this grand final against Altham again, a case where it's the two top sides from the home and away campaign, two sides that have also had some close encounters this season. Um, And there's just a lot to play out come Sunday. It will be a well-worthy winner, whoever's able to get up.
1: Oh, definitely. And, you know, a great win from St. Mary's despite, you know, Less scoring shots than Banyol but unfortunately missing those chances came back to haunt the bears, but yeah just on the bears as well, terrific season, mm. second season in the competition, and to go you know to the third week to the preliminary final week of of division two it, it's no mean feat, and it got to give them a bit a shout out, but for st mary's it, it, it would be very deserved premiers as well, and I reckon that is going to be a very close match up given. You know, yeah, previous meetings this season, whilst, you know, Eltham won comfortably in that uh, second second semi-final a couple of weeks ago, I think St. Mary's will be determined to make it closer, and I reckon we'll be in for a high-scoring one as well.
0: And then in winning Edge Division 1, and it's Darabin that continued this incredible run of form. They finished the season in fourth spot. They get over the line in the elimination final by one point to Greensboro, but then two massive victories... In the last fortnight, first to Montmorency in the semi-final, then Sunday to West Preston Lakeside in the preliminary final. These are two sides that have been fantastic all year. Darabin have just come in, and they've been absolutely incredible, and they set up a clash with their famous rivals... Diamond Creek women's one and that's going to be a huge game it already is between these two sides throughout the year uh, but for them to face off in a grand final for the first time in our women's competition one of these sides will win their first ever flag in our L competition um, it's all set up to be a cracking contest it's remarkable as well to think that these two famous women's
1: side uh, are set to battle it out for their first premiership in the L. there are going to be plenty of eyes on, on this match as well and I'm Super excited to see it too. It's going to be an absolute ripper between these two as it has been in the past, you know, back in the old VWFL days the, when the VFLW started and, you know, in recent years in the in the NFL women's competition. I, I'm very excited to see how this matchup
0: pans out. So much excitement brewing, but... Don't take our word for it. We've got six players representing each of their respective teams that are playing on Sunday that have given us a bit of some of their time, which we always appreciate, and are going to give us a bit of a preview into what things are like from their point of view on Grand Final Day. So, uh, beginning with cleaning Melbourne Division 3 women's, we have Ruby Somerville from the Demons, Amy Graham from Hurstbridge in Division 2, SG Print and Paper Division 2. Altham will be chatting to Jackie White and St. Mary's will be speaking to Alyssa Rees and then, of course, Winning Edge Division 1 women's. We've got um, two of the prominent figures in both of those sides. We'll speak to Stacey Cross from Diamond Creek Women's and we'll speak to Susan Cadman from the Darabin Falcons. So we're great to hear their perspectives and we hope you enjoy the listens as well. We'll begin with uh, Division 3, Cleaning Melbourne Division 3, and we'll chat to a member of the side that just won their preliminary final on Sunday in Amy Graham. Now joining us on the NFNL podcast is Amy Graham from the Hurstbridge Football Netball Club as her side embarks on their first ever grand final appearance in the league's women's competition. Amy, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us today
2: thanks for having me.
0: A great win on Sunday for your side against West Preston Lakeside. It gets you towards the grand final at the end of this week. What were the, I guess, emotions and celebrations like after uh, Sunday's win?
2: Oh, look, I think everybody was um, super relieved and very excited. I don't think people stopped smiling or they probably still haven't stopped smiling. But I know I woke up on Monday morning still with a massive <laughs> smile on my face. So we are extremely excited for this, for the next step.
0: How have you made? How's the season looked from your eyes? It's obviously been a pretty successful one on the field. You've you know really, pretty much been, throughout the top of the ladder for most of the season, even beating the minor premiers in Mernda, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But um, you must be impressive how your side have conducted themselves throughout the campaign on the field.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think as a team, we're just super happy that. Um, for starters, that like we got through a whole season without being interrupted with our, all the COVID um, that we've had to go through the last couple of years. So all um super happy with that. Uh, and especially our growth just as a team. We've just developed so much. Um, yeah, we were just super happy and excited with how the season's gone.
0: Spoke to your coach throughout the year as well on this podcast, Paul Reid. And, um, you know, he's obviously been just as excited and impressed with how your team have gone about it this year. What's Paul been like as a mentor for your side and and what role has he played into getting you to the position you are for Sunday
2: oh yeah Paul is just amazing I mean he puts so much time and effort into us girls just getting us ready he's often sending us spreadsheets doing PowerPoint presentations and things like that so he's super dedicated to us and he's just been a super like massive influence on all of us Um, just with all the efforts he puts in it really shows on the field all our structures and all our um, I guess our skill building as well
0: Was the expectation this year to make it as far as you have so far, obviously, you know, with grading, of course, you wouldn't really know what division you would have ended up with and then then working out, you know, your structures from there. But did did you all envision that you would be at this position by the end of the campaign?
2: Oh, look, I don't think we ever started with, um, like, I guess the view that would end up here in a way but I mean we have extremely uh, like massive talent in our team and we know that but you know we just had to work as a team to to get here and um, but yeah it's just been super exciting Uh, the journey that we've gone through together you know at the start of the year most like other teams uh, our pre-season we didn't have a coach you know we're struggling for numbers I'm sure a lot of the other teams were going through the same thing and then you know approaching the season it all kind of just fell into place so Um, yeah well I mean ever since then we've just been looking forward taking one step at a time but yeah definitely it is super exciting to be here.
0: And what have you made of Mernda this year obviously only played them a couple of weeks ago in the semi-final and not only that but you know you've had some great encounters throughout the season some really close games and you're able to get on top of them late in the home and away season too. Did you take much out of the loss you had against them a couple of weeks ago and and, yeah, well, I guess, what do you make of them and how do you think you can stop them come Sunday?
2: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, by the time we finish up this weekend, we would have versed Miranda five times, I believe. Mm. So, we are very fluent with it. Like we know each other. Um, so, But they've always just been that, that side to beat. They're the most competitive for us in the competition. So... Uh, they're an extremely physical side, so we just got to go out there and give it our all. And, you know, that's one thing that we try and get around to everyone in the team is just, you know, as long as we're doing our best, we're trying our hardest, working together, whatever whatever happens, um, at, least, at least we've, you know, worked really hard and, and that we're all in it together.
0: And one final one for you, Amy, if you were able to lift the cup up on – uh, Sunday what would a premiership mean I guess to you personally but also the entire club considering all the work you've been able to put in throughout the 2022 season
2: I mean I think absolutely it would just be amazing um, it's always been a dream I've been playing footy now I think it's my sixth or seventh season so I mean I haven't quite got there i made it uh, two grand finals but lost one in my junior in my juniors. But as a team, as a whole, it will just mean so much to everybody that's a part of our team, including our volunteers, our coaches. So many people put in so much effort um, day in and day out to help us. So it would just be for the whole team, for the whole club, that it would just, yeah, it would just be amazing.
0: Amy, it's been so great to chat to you, get a bit of an insight into your grand final week. And congratulations on, on making it to the decider. All the best for all eyes ahead on Sunday.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Now joining us on the NFNL podcast is Ruby Somerville from the Mernda Football Netball Club as her side prepares for a big grand final on Sunday. Ruby, thank you so much for coming on and giving us some of your time.
3: No worries at all. Thanks for having me.
0: It's been a fantastic season and I guess maybe even halfway through a lot expected your side to get into the position they are and that is playing in the decider on sunday how proud have you been of of your team and, and just how far they've come in the last six months to to get to sunday's game
3: oh my god i can't even put it into words i think our the commitment from the whole team has just been unmatched like from last season to now we've developed so much like together and individually and that's really just because everyone's been at training everyone's been all in um and that's what's got
0: us to the grand final in the end I think what was the expectation I guess to make it as far as you have this year obviously you had a great year last year as well but um, with COVID cutting the season short you weren't able to you know potentially have a finals run like you had this season Was, was the expectation coming into the season to get back to a similar spot
3: Um, Maybe not expectation, definitely we're optimistic and wanting to do as well as we could and especially it was disappointing um, last season not getting to play finals so absolutely we wanted to make it this far but we really just had the mentality of take each game as it comes, not get too far ahead of ourselves but absolutely the end goal was the grand final and I can't believe we've made it. It's so exciting.
0: <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. It's great. <laughs> um, obviously, it's the first time Merenda have really made it into the finals mm-hmm. in terms of their women's competition, and you were able to experience the first final a couple of weeks ago against Hirschbridge. Just talk a bit about what the experience has been like playing in finals and, I guess, how much your side are enjoying, you know, I guess the journey that you're on. Yeah, I think, oh, God,
3: it's it's been amazing. We've just been – We're all best friends. So making it this far and doing it all together, um, our coaches are really invested and we're so lucky to have them on board. Just the atmosphere, like as soon as we played the first final, everything just changes. And that's something that our coach always says to us, finals is a different game. It doesn't matter if you've beaten this team throughout the season, once you get to finals, it's, it's all different and it's true. It was just the intensity, the atmosphere unmatched and just amazing to experience it with each other.
0: You obviously come up against Hurstbridge on Sunday. You've had some great battles already this year, some really close games, which makes for an exciting match on Sunday. What have you made of of Hurstbridge this year and what do you feel like you have to get right to ensure that it's your side lifting up the Premiership Cup on Sunday?
3: Yeah, they've been our strongest competitors throughout the whole season. We know that every time we come up against them, it's going to be a tough battle, but it's a challenge that we love to have Um, they're really great sports so always good to come up against them I think we just need to stick to our game plan Um, everything that we've been practicing all season the way we played against them last time as well we did really well and just everyone putting in everything they can leave nothing behind at the end of the day you know the last game just yeah give everything we've got
0: Um, how impressed have you been with I guess the women's program at Murn in the last year or so. It's obviously improved dramatically since the uh, since your side started um, in the years gone by, but um, you must be really impressed with the improvement amongst the whole squad and, and just how much time and effort is going in to the program that has seen you become as successful as you are so far.
3: Yeah, 100%. Um, From last year, we had a really good core group of girls and then we've really just built on it this year. We've recruited a lot of girls. We've got... um under-16s playing with us, which is just amazing. I mean, our leading goal kicker is 14, Amira. It's just, like, shocking. She's awesome. But um, I think, it, yeah, it's been great. We just really recruited. We're so passionate and we love our club. And we know that we can, like, keep getting better and keep improving. So um, as players, we tried to get as many girls as we could on board and... Yeah, I think we've done really well. Our coaches are really committed. Chris and Garth um, can't thank them enough for everything they do for us. And just, yeah, the club supporting us in the first finals for the women.
0: And just finally, Ruby, what would it mean for you personally and I guess your whole team if it was Myrna that got over the line and were, I guess, premiers for the first time in, in their history for a women's point of view? How much would it mean to you all?
3: Oh my god! Um, I don't even know how to put that into words. Uh, everything it would mean everything. Um, our coach Chris, he keeps saying to us, you know, this is like this could be a once in a lifetime opportunity. And at the end of the day, whether we win or lose, um, we will be the first Munda Women's to play in a grand final. So that's something that we're all really super proud of. Um, and yeah, hopefully, we take the win.
0: So great to chat to you, Ruby. Great to see you. there's so much excitement brewing for you and everyone involved at Myrna. Congratulations on getting to the decider and all the best for what lies ahead on Sunday.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Now joining us on the NFNL podcast is Alyssa Rees from the St. Mary's Football Nepal Club in the lead up to their side's first ever appearance in a women's grand final on Sunday. Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on and giving us some of your time. Thanks for having me. What are the excitement levels like heading into the weekend? Obviously, a great win, a uh, great win uh, on Sunday against Banyul in the preliminary final. You must all be wrapped to get to this stage of the season.
4: Yeah, we're very excited. Actually, Sunday was a bit of an emotional day. Obviously, this is like two seasons build up. Obviously, having no finals last year with COVID, so we're just uh, really excited to be finally heading into the grand final we're just trying to soak everything in this week and really enjoy it so yeah we're excited
0: what what made last week so emotional I guess was it just more the realization that you know that you actually made the grand final and you you know you've had a great home and away season as it was but I guess you had to go a bit of the long way to get there but I guess would it have been the realization that you finally made it to the grand final was that was that I guess it took over the emotions
4: Yeah, definitely. I think the the culture that we've got going at the club in the girls' team and also just the wider club in general, it's just um, a really positive culture. And I think the the effort that Coach Troy and our team manager, Jesse, have put into the team um, over the last two years has just been phenomenal. And I think to finally be able to pay them back and to be able to have the shot at a flag is uh, really exciting. And we really hope that we can uh, obviously perform and get that flag for them. But yeah, just... um, Really proud and really hoping that we can get the job done.
0: You mentioned your coach Troy there before. We've obviously spoken to him throughout the year, and I can tell you he's definitely just as proud of your side as you are of his efforts this year. What's been the key to success on the field so far for your side? It's been a fantastic campaign since you've came out of grading, and you know it's it's been a great competition division two this year but you've been able to rise to the top by the end of the season and you know a good challenge coming up this week but what do you feel like has been the key to your success so far?
4: Um, I really think that this season we've had a couple really key additions to the team as well as um, Troy's just always encouraged um, uh, an open sort of uh, coaching role um, with him and our players and encourages us to speak our mind and to um, really implement what we think will um, win us games and will uh, really get our team to the next level. Um, yeah, he's just very um, open and encouraging and really wants the best for us. So, yeah, I think um, his uh, approach to coaching has really benefited our team this season especially.
0: And personally, another fantastic season for you as well, Alyssa. You've, well, you. Always you always seem to get yourselves in the best and you're having great performances that have no doubt helped this side get to where they are at the moment what yeah. have you made of your year and your performances so far
4: yeah look um it's really it's really exciting to still be you know um having a having a good season but i'm honestly above all just enjoying my footy the the camaraderie that's in our team and um, between our girls is something that i've never experienced before and any other team that i've played so really above all i'm just enjoying my footy more than i ever have and i think it's really showing so yeah i'm just so proud to be part of the team and to be above all playing a, a grand final in this really exciting um time for the club
0: and a big clash of course against Altham on Sunday you've had some yeah. great battles this year and I'm sure this one will be no different coming into the end of the week what have you made of them this year and, and what do you think's um the, the way to winning um on Sunday
4: yeah I think um Altham's a really really skilled team um we've had a really good rivalry all year um they've they're a really strong, uh, skillful side. They've got really good uh, marking and uh, really good kicking. Um, we know that we need to... There's obviously their key players in the team that we need to really get on top of in the start of the game and come out firing. Um, if we can uh, hold a comfortable lead, that would obviously be uh, really uh, handy. Um, yeah, we're just going to see what we can work with. Obviously, uh, most games this year have been very close by a goal, a couple of points. Um, so, yeah, we just need a really uh, make the most of the opportunities that we have in the game for, you know, our goal scoring and um, yeah, hopefully we can get the job done.
0: Alyssa, well, so great to chat to you. We appreciate you giving us a bit of your time in the week leading up to the grand final. Congratulations on making it and all the best for what lies ahead on Sunday.
4: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Now joining us on the NFNL podcast is Jackie White from the Eltham football club as her side prepare for a big game this Sunday their grand final in SG Print and Paper Division 2. Jackie, really appreciate you coming on and having a chat to us today.
5: Well, thank you for having me.
0: How have the excitement levels been? Obviously, you've had the week off uh, in the previous weekend, but I'm I'm assuming it's now sort of settled in a little bit But that this Sunday you'll be playing off for the club's first ever uh, women's premiership. Yeah, um,
5: the vibe in the team is... you are pretty excited. It was nice to have a week off Give the body a bit of a rest, but um, I think the nerves are setting a little bit, and the teams, yeah, we're really excited come Sunday. Um, we've worked, I think, really hard all season, so it's nice to have finally paid off, and hopefully, we can bring it home Sunday.
0: Tell us about the season from your eyes. Obviously, you know, a fantastic year. Apart from the opening two rounds of grading, you went on an incredible win streak where you just looked unbeatable. You were playing all playing some fantastic football. Obviously, just fell short of the minor premiership in the end, but you were able to recover well to get yourselves in the grand final. How have you made the season uh, from your eyes so far?
5: Yeah, I think the beginning of the season, obviously, we had quite a few new girls come into the team. So, just trying to find our feet. And um, I think quite quickly, we all formed a bond and were able to... Sort of link up on on the field and off the field, and it's just throughout the season it's just the girls have worked really hard, and even at training you know numbers it's probably the best season we've had consistently with numbers um and you can just tell the girls are hungry for it and just yeah it's it's I think we've all just worked towards what we've all wanted, and that's obviously the grand final but yeah it's it's a
0: really good vibe down there uh we've we've spoken to darren at times throughout the season and he's obviously been very impressed with how your side have gone about it this year what's he been like as a coach for your team uh in 2022 and and just how much of an impact has he had um in in getting this side to the position they are for sunday
5: yeah I think that's one of the best things about our team, and a lot of credit goes towards Darren um I think personally and I can speak for the team that he's got the respect of every single player um on the team and I think it's been his approach um he really puts in the time to you know there's different levels, i guess of what each player wants in the team there's some are there for social some are there for fitness and some are there to obviously get further in their football career and he's putting the time to every single player and so I think everyone gets what they want out and that's that's obviously yeah credit to Darren
0: um coming up against St. Mary's obviously uh this weekend you've had some interesting battles against them throughout the season. That's for sure, and it's going to make for a great game on Sunday, no doubt. What have you made of them this year, and how do you think you can stop them?
5: Oh, there's no doubt they're a great side. Um, it was good to come up against them, and I think even when we did uh, lose that second game against them, we weren't as a team. We weren't down about it. We took the lesson, the lessons that you know, the mistakes that were made. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. Obviously, we took what we learnt from that game and put it into what we played what played them two weeks ago, um, and it paid off. So yeah, but yeah, they're definitely credit to them. They're a good side, so it'll definitely be a, a tough game, I think.
0: And yourself personally, another fantastic year for you. Um, you've been able to be a solid contributor, particularly inside fifty. You've kicked a great amount of goals as well for your team this year. How have you? made your personal season so far what have you been impressed with i guess the improvement that you've had throughout 2022
5: yeah um i think i've put a lot more work obviously well the coaches put a lot of work into me this year um goal kicking wise it's probably something i've struggled with previous years um so there was a lot of work on that and i think this year yeah it's paid off and i've just sort of Um, I think found my feet a bit more this season but it helps having a team who's uh, very supportive especially down in that forward line we all just sort of um, click together and link up and it's yeah it's been a much better season for me this year.
0: (laughs) It's so great to hear from you Jackie and it's great to see everyone from Altham just as excited to get onto the ground on Sunday and do the best they can to lift that Premiership Cup by the end of the match. Thanks so much for coming on and giving us some of your time and all the best for Sunday and whatever happens throughout the game.
5: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Now joining us on the NFNL podcast is Susan Cadman from the Darabin Falcons Football Club as their side embarks uh, on completing their remarkable finals journey with this Sunday's grand final against Diamond Creek women. Susan, thank you so much for coming on and giving us some of your time today. Not a problem. It's been, as I said, it's been a great, I guess, few weeks for your side. You've, you you're able to get past Greensboro by a point and then two really convincing wins against some quality opposition in Montmorency and West Preston Lakeside to get you to this position. How proud have you been of the whole side for the way they've been able to play in the last few weeks to get them to this position?
6: Oh yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty remarkable few weeks to be honest. I mean, um, it's like it's just clicked all all across the field. I think that the great thing about the team at the moment is that there's no stars; everyone's playing their role, um, and that's right across the field. So, I think that there's real belief in the in the group, in themselves, and I think really playing for each other has been has been what's worked worked most. Um, each game within the finals has been really different um we've been able to sort of respond to the challenges that have come our way that Greensboro game was a real nail biter um and I think you know really when you win a game like that I think that that's when you really know that you can you can do it um so yeah I mean I think in terms of across the season it's been it's been a bit of a tough one um to be honest and with all the COVID and the flu and people just being unavailable week to week, being scraping, scraping a team together. Um, We're really fortunate that right in time for finals, we've got a pretty healthy looking list and a full squad of people who are putting their hands up to play. Um, And, you know, that means lifting the intensity of training has really helped as well because everyone wants to play obviously. So, and I think that, um, yeah, it's really shown in those convincing wins we've had the last few weeks.
0: You spoke about some of the challenges you faced throughout the season and you know, I, I guess you can say it's also been a bit competition-wide as well with the unavailability and the, and the injury and none, I guess, more so than your side. But what was the key to getting through those tough patches? Did you know that if you could get through, I guess, you know, a couple of weeks or even a month or so where you know you would struggle to get numbers, so to say, or, or things just weren't working out the way you would have liked, would it... Did you know that at the end, if you were able to get into the top five, that you were able to make a run like you did now?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think we always took it week to week, to be honest, because it was just a bit, it was really tricky. Like, um, we had players backing up, playing two divs where they could, which um, is a really, really huge commitment for them, um, just to make sure that we had enough, you know, enough players to put a team out some weeks. So... I think we couldn't really think too far ahead of each week, scraping together those teams. Um, and you just like, you just hope, really, you cross your fingers and hope that it'll all come good by the end. But um, those middle, probably the middle of the season where everyone's sick, it's, you know, not, not many people available. It's really bloody cold. No one <laughs> wants to be there. The commitment that players show through that period is really the sign of Um, you know, a good side, I think. So, yeah, I I really, I think it's a little bit of luck as well, as it always is with footy, you know, Um, things coming good at the right time. Unfortunately, some lists, like I know Greensboro had trouble all year and they were only able to put their best side forward against us. And, you know, that, that result really showed what they could have done had they had a healthy side all year. So definitely an element of luck, but I think it's the commitment from the players and the coaches and, you know, the whole club to get through those tough weeks that gives you the opportunity. You know, finals is like a whole new season. It's a whole new game. It's just, you know, anything can happen. So just getting to the finals was was one big tick. And then, yeah, we're really, you know, week by week, we've just been, you know, ticking it off and um, suddenly we're in the grand final.
0: And it's a massive game, of course, against Diamond Creek women's this year, who have well, this week, and this year they've been uh, fantastic. And, you know, we know that everyone, they've sort of been the benchmark throughout the campaign, but you've had some good battles against them throughout the 2022 season. What have you made of the Creekers this year? And and what do you think you can do to get over the top of them and ensure that it's your side lifting up the uh, the Premiership Cup by the end of Sunday? Oh, you're not wrong
6: there. I mean, they've been pretty impressive. You can't deny that. They've been... They've been really strong. They've got a really tall, tough team, and they're really smart. They're a very smart football team. And, you know, those results, they've deserved the results, to be honest, that have come their way. They've been playing some excellent footy. Um, I think for us, you know, there's a couple of dangerous players that we'll we'll keep an eye on. Um, but really, we just want to play our style of footy, really believe in the way we're playing the last few weeks. So we just really need to commit to that. Remember to play, do the team things, as, you know, as they say, the one percenters they're the things that will win you the win you the game. But um I think that it'll be a really tough game. Um and you know, I think as you are aware, like not just this year, but Diamond Creek and Daravan have a very, mm. very long history. A very a very healthy rivalry. Um and I think it's just it's just really exciting to be honest to have both those teams playing in the grand final this year. I think um, I suspect there'll be a, quite a big crowd of Um, ex-Falcon and ex-Diamond Creek players down there to really try and cheer their teams over the line. So I think we're just really enjoying – we're looking forward to enjoying that, you know, that rivalry and that element as well. So, yeah, but it's going to be a really cracker of a game, I reckon.
0: We're all looking forward to it just as much, believe me. Susan, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on and giving us some of your time today. We know it's a busy week for you and everyone involved in the club congratulations on getting to the decider and and all the best for what lies ahead this week
6: thanks so much for that it's been a real pleasure um it's really really great the nfnl sort of investing and giving giving our time to women's footy love it so thanks thanks
0: to you as well now joining us on the nfnl podcast is a star from the diamond creek women's football club stacy cross she's been uh, very kind to join us today stacy thanks so much for coming on
7: Thanks, guys. Thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, Big big opportunity coming up on Sunday, I'm sure. You're all very excited to take a part in Sunday's grand final. How are you feeling? How are you? Um, what are all the emotions like leading up towards the big day?
7: Well, obviously, it's a um, big, hot week, but I think going into this weekend, we're all very excited. It's been a very long campaign, you could say, since 2019 and then having a cancelled season in 2019. 20 and then not being able to play finals in 21 so I think it's our time now to really put everything together.
0: You mentioned last year as well um, and we spoke to your coach, I think it might have been last week um, talking about you went 12 and 0 last season and of course we had the season cut short which meant you weren't able to fulfil the potential finals run you would have had how much did that spur your side to you know get back on the park early this year and ensure that you were able to put a similar campaign forward in 2022 to get to to get you in the position you are
7: yeah look we all sort of come together at the end of that season and I think there was a couple of girls that were looking to retire and whatnot but we all sort of band together and had a chat and I think that just built the un- the hunger I think we um we had some unfinished business let's put it that way so and we've come into the pre-season and worked really hard and got all our structures down pat and yeah it's obviously working for us and we've sort of gelled at the right time
0: I think. You mentioned some of those factors just then the fact that you were able to get to training and work on those structures and ensure you were you know getting things 100% before the season started is is that the key to the success you've had on the field so far this year just ensuring that everybody's on the same page each week?
7: Yeah of course I think we all had we had the makings of it we already knew what we needed to do we just had to fine tune everything and just refresh everything again um with a couple of new places and uh players and new faces and stuff um it's just getting those players up to speed and I think everyone's really come together at the right time as I said like we're ready to go
0: (laughs) it's always good to hear I'm glad that you're all set what have you made of the competition this year particularly I guess Darabin seeing as of you know being able to come from fourth and, and make the grand final with you On Sunday, has it been an even competition from your eyes? Have you been impressed with some of the, I guess, styles of play that other teams have have brought towards you throughout the year?
7: Yeah, I think the last few years we've had sort of the same top four, but um, coming into this year, we really didn't know what to expect. We knew that some uh, teams were struggling, like with COVID and things like that, so we actually had no idea what we were going to go into this year. And um, I think like for example, Greensboro, perfect example. They started off, you know, they were getting hurt a little bit or punished. But towards the end of the season, might like credit to them, they're, they're coming and they're building really well. And we're the same too. So we've got our young girls coming through and it's looking really exciting for this competition actually
0: and another great season for yourself as well. Stacey, I know you had a big milestone celebration earlier in the year and and you've complemented the side really well throughout the 2022 campaign. What have you made of of your year personally and and what do you think you can um, get done on Sunday to ensure that it's your side lifting up the Cup?
7: Um, I think it's just going to be a team effort. As I said, we've probably had our four or five really standout plays, but over the last few weeks, we've had everyone else step up and it's it's really good to see it. and um, that's for me I'm getting older so I'm just trying to get through every game as I can <laughs> um, but being able to captain this side this year has been fantastic they're a great bunch of girls and at, at the end of the day we all want the same reward so I can't wait.
0: And what would a premiership mean to you and your side it would be the first time in the final women's competition that we've had Diamond Creek women's lift up the premiership if they were to be successful On Sunday, I'm I'm sure it would mean a lot to to everybody involved with the women's program.
7: Well, it's actually really funny that you say that because there's only two of us that played in the um, last grand final against Arabin actually ten years ago, (laughs) Um, and it's met myself and Caitlin Smith, who's actually playing her 200th game this week as well. So, um, look, I I just can't wait, and I don't think anyone else can wait we're just we're ready to go hopefully the weather turns it on for us a little bit but um yeah we'll just play it by ear and take it as it comes and you know tuesday night like tonight we have got training and we'll just go into that and sharpen up some skill-based stuff and probably structures and whatnot and thursday we'll get together for our last supper i guess for the year and then Sunday it's all out on
0: the table isn't it? It absolutely is it's it's great to hear your excitement levels for you and I'm sure everybody involved with the club as well congratulations on making it to the decider and, and all the best for what lies ahead on Sunday.
7: Thank you very much Nick.
0: You're listening to the NFNL podcast it was great to hear from all of those ladies in the lead up to some big games coming up in our women's competition and we encourage you all to get involved and head down to Preston City Oval this Sunday and and show your support. They'll also be streamed on our Facebook page throughout the entire day as well. So if you can't make it, be sure to tune in on the Northern Football Netball League Facebook page and you can watch it all live as it's happening. But with all the women's being said and done, we'll head to our preview as we always do for our senior men's competitions and it kicks off with... A massive final round in Division 1 and some finals to get things underway in Division 2 and Division 3. Josh? It is very exciting times, that,
1: as you said, Nick. The final round in the top division and then we've got finals in the bottom too. Uh, so starting down from the bottom, Northcote Park, Heidelberg. Northcote Park, it's a last chance to for them. But I think, unfortunately, with Heidelberg in the form that they're in and... You know, the struggles that the Cougars are, ha- are having, I think, unfortunately, it might be... Uh, it could be, hopefully... I'm hoping it's a tight contest out of Bill Laurie Oval. We've seen them earlier in the year play good contests out there, but I think it it could be maybe a rough ending to their season. Montmorency, West Preston Lakeside, a possible finals preview as well. Well, semi final pre- semi-final preview as well, so... That will be an interesting one down at Montmorency Park. And it's going to be a pretty fierce one at that. But there are three big clashes. Let's We're going to go with the well, semi-relegation battle matchup between Hurstbridge and Little Sea. It's a chance for both sides to end their seasons on a high. And, you know, a chance for, chance for them to go into, you know, next season and the pre-season as well. Um, filled with plenty of optimism that they can do well. So... It's a pretty big clash out at Ben Freelay Oval as well, but the two big matches, which we've touched on already, Bandura North Heidelberg at Yulong Reserve, two old, uh, two, you know, pretty much neighbours, two rivals as well, the, battling it out, and plenty on the line for North Heidelberg, but uh, as you touched on, Nick Bandura coming in in really good form, so it'll be interesting to see if they can... You know, knock officially knock out North Heidelberg from finals and then a mini elimination final between McLeod and Greensboro out at DeWinton Park. We saw them on Good Friday earlier this year. It was a bit of a thumping for the borough. They're getting some players back, I, I believe as well. Harvey Danaher played last week. Tynan Smith, although he might have VFL ju- duties once more. But they're getting players back the borough. But McLeod are in pretty decent form despite going down. Well, they didn't exactly go down, but despite... Look, losing comfortably to Heidelberg um, last weekend. They'll still be, you know, raring to go given their last home game. They defeated West mm. Preston Lakeside. And let's go into the finals now. Massive qualifying final, Battle of the Bears at Epping Recreation Reserve on the Saturday between Banyol and Lowell Plenty. The two, two matches this season, they've been, you know, reasonably close, particularly that second matchup. I reckon it's going to be a very close one between these two once more. And then the elimination final, Diamond Creek and Thomastown at Epping Recreation Reserve once more. That is going to be a really interesting contest. Thomastown coming in in really good form. Diamond Creek have looked a bit shaky the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they you know, get the four points over Fitzroy Stars. But I think, I think Thomastown will consider themselves a big chance, especially given if, you know, they get players back like Tyrone Leonardis, who was missing last weekend, namely. But, yeah, big clash out there on the Sunday. And then Heidelberg Golf Club Division 3, South Morang Loma, as he, I think, said as well, Nick. Third meeting in five weeks, (laughs) quite remarkable. Very well acquainted, and who knows, they could meet for the fourth time in seven weeks in a couple of weeks' time, but that is going to be a pretty big clash out of the showgrounds on Saturday out there, it's going to be a fierce one at that. And then Old Eltham K- Collegians and Kilmore also out at the Whittlesea Showgrounds, I reckon. Based on the three meetings and based on, you know, the history that they saw, history since these since Old Eltham have come across to the end in 2019, it's going to be a really, really close matchup between two sides in pretty similar boats and they'll be looking to book a date. Either side will be looking to book a date against either...
0: The Lions, all the power. Yeah. So much to look forward to. <laughs> You've wrapped it up really well there, Josh. So well done. And yeah, just absolutely impressive that we're just at this stage and there's just so oh. much. Anything can happen. It's finals. Uh, so yeah, excited to see how it all goes down. Of course, to keep up with all the latest updates as well from all the finals action across our competitions, be sure to head to the NFNL website, nfnl.org. Dot au, as well as our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Josh, thanks for coming on. Looking forward to your coverage throughout the week as well and looking forward to having a chat this time next week about all the uh, events that transpired across yeah, our competition Cannot wait, Nick, and yeah, cannot wait to be writing up all those previews and
1: looking, and looking ahead to this exciting weekend of footy.
0: I've been your host, Nicholas Sacco, and you've been listening to the NFNL Podcast.